0: Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks with Tam and Renee. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans.
1: Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns, No Breaks with Tam and Renee. I am Renee, she is Tam.
0: Hey, Renee. Hey, Tam. What's up with you?
1: Oh, you know, not a whole lot of nothing, just <laughs> same old, same old.
0: I feel like every time we do this podcast, <laughs> we're so happy at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know why. At least I'm happy. You happy? i always happy. I'm always happy when we're in the room together, when we're in the studio together recording.
1: Makes a huge difference.
0: Yes, it does. <laughs> How was your weekend?
1: My weekend was fantastic. I uh, just did uh, some shows and uh, I was actually out of town doing shows. Uh, I did a show at the Yuma Civic Center in Yuma, Arizona with uh, the legendary uh, original Latin king of comedy, Paul Rodriguez. And it was absolutely amazing. I was there with another friend of mine who actually got me on the show, Manny Maldonado. I want to give a shout out to him. Paul could not have been any nicer and more awesome than giving me the knowledge that I need. Uh, And and, and even in as long as I've been in this business, Tam, I still learned a lot from him over the weekend, and it was it was just a pleasure to work with him and uh, work with him in Yuma, Arizona. So, and a shout out to all the people that came out to the show. Thank you very much.
0: You guys don't know this, but I give Renee a year, and he won't be doing the podcast. You know why? Because he's going to be on television, <laughs> on tour, and he won't have time to do this little podcast. I'm going to
1: try to make time to do the podcast.
0: But <laughs> why we have him? I guess let's just talk some NASCAR. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, and if you guys were wondering, my weekend was what it was. I watched NASCAR both days. also did wrong with that. Well, actually, all three days. I watched practice and qualifying, I think, on Friday. Qualifying practice Mm -hmm. on Saturday. Saturday was practice. And then Sunday, the race, as Uh in the cup race.
1: By the way, I like the uh, hat that you have on today. It's Oh. Clutch Crew.
0: Yes, I'm representing for Valvoline because I'm a part of the Clutch Crew. That's you right. That, yeah, huh? there
1: you go. I saw, I saw it and it's uh, nice to see you wearing it. I actually like it. I really like the hat.
0: You want it? <laughs> yeah, if you have one. Uh, <laughs> that's like me giving you my Dell Jr. number 88 hat. Oh, God, hat. I know. It's not going to happen. Not
1: parting ways with that one.
0: Okay, let's jump into the race. We know Kevin Harvick, he swept the weekend in Atlanta. Yeah. That's what we do know. Don't know um what else can we say he swept the weekend <laughs> yeah
1: I know you know I I knew I knew a veteran driver was was gonna win that race I just picked the wrong one
0: yeah uh, I think we both picked the wrong yeah and we're, we're
1: gonna talk about that a little bit later in the show uh, congratulations to uh number four, Kevin Harvick despite even he had some issues with the pit gun as well as Martin <laughs> Truex jr he still won the race and um he was uh, freaking fast yeah he was he had a really good car
0: Okay, so let's just jump right into the top 10 at Atlanta, and then we'll talk about this veteran domination that took place. Okay. So our top 10 at Atlanta, Kevin Harvick took home the checker flag. Brad Keselowski wasn't too far behind him, but he was the runner-up. My man, Clint Boyer, came in third. Denny Hamlin, fourth. Martin Truex Jr., fifth. Joey Logano, sixth. Kyle Busch, seventh. And Kurt Busch, eighth. So the brothers were back-to-back. Kyle Larson, he's kind of, you know, we just did Daytona and now Atlanta, but mm-hmm. I felt like he fell off a little bit from last year. Again, I know it's only two races in, but I'm expecting more from the young guy this season. So Kyle Larson was ninth and Chase Elliott, the hometown favorite, the fan favorite from Dawsonville, Mm because it's, you know, we already know his dad (laughs) is Dawsonville from Dawsonville. But the hometown favorite, Chase Elliott, rounded out the top 10. Oh, and some notables, Ryan Newman was 22nd and Jimmy Johnson was 27th. And I say those two names because if you notice, most of our veterans are veterans that are typical contenders that we can expect to win a race. They all placed one through eight. Yeah. And then there was Jimmy Johnson in twenty seventh, and Ryan Newman in 22nd place.
1: Yeah. And Jimmy Johnson had his own problems going on that that whole day. You know, I I was kind of disappointed. As soon as that first issue happened where the front end tore and I knew it was over, but at least by that time, I mean, I was hoping that he could at least salvage something of the day, but it, his problems just continued through the day, and he ends up ending where he ended up, uh, unfortunately. I thought Ryan Newman was actually going to have a better day today. He started the race really good, and then all of a sudden, I don't know what happened, but he finished where he finished as well, so uh <laughs> I, was, I was a little disappointed in Ryan Newman.
0: One through eight mm-hmm. was all our, I don't want to use the word, hardcore veterans, But these were our veterans that always show up, that are in good equipment, that are expected to win a race. And then you have Ryan Newman and Jimmy Johnson in 22nd and 27th. Yep, Uh, Wasn't really too keen or too happy with their performances. I mean, sure, obviously they weren't either, but I just expected more from Jimmy right? of all people. And speaking of Jimmy, it's like, He can't get right at this point. I don't, I hate to use that term. He can't get right, but the reality is, is that he ended last season bad and he's starting this season on a batter note.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, just one of those things where Mr. Seven time, you, you have to give him the benefit of the doubt. There's no way that you can't just look at that and go, okay, I don't see this. This is going anywhere. And it doesn't look like it's going to be a good season for Jimmy Johnson, but he is the number 48. He is Mr. Seven Time. He is Jimmy Johnson. And regardless of how his season starts or how it ends, at one point, he is going to win a race and make sure he is in the chase at the end of the season. I can guarantee you that.
0: Renee, you sound like all of our NASCAR friends that we have our Twitter chat with each week. (laughs) And I'm going to give our Twitter chat a shout out. If you don't know about the Twitter chat, it goes down on Mondays at 12 noon Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And speaking of Jimmy, one of our questions was, did anybody see him winning a race? Like, Can he bounce back? And I'll read you guys a couple of comments from that Twitter chat. Ryan Goodrum who is a good friend of the show. He always chimes in on everything. He Mm. said that he thinks that JJ can and will win a race, but unfortunately, the number eight isn't in the cards. I'm not quite sure where he was going with the number eight. Hmm. Maybe he meant to write the number 48. 48,
1: yeah, I think that's what he meant. Or
0: Maybe maybe he meant the number eight, (laughs) as in Dale Earnhardt Jr., number 88, not in the cards, I don't know. Maybe so. Okay, He says, with a team filled with a lot of inexperience, it's going to be a tough year. Now, let's ponder that. Inexperience. Well, Chase hasn't won a race yet, but what is this, his third or fourth year? And he does well. He just cannot close. William Byron, the 20-year-old, yeah, I guess he falls under inexperience. And with that being said, so does Alex Bowman. But Alex Bowman, I actually think, is going to show up.
1: I think Alex Bowman is I think he's going to win a race. Yeah, Yeah. I think so too.
0: Okay, let's look at some other comments. Graydon Bunn, who also is a good friend of the show, his user on Twitter is Smooth Operator. He writes, JJ still has it. He ain't washed up. Hendrick has a problem with their fleet. Interesting. He says they're lacking something, and it didn't get any better with the Camaro body. If they get it figured out, wins will come. His teammates lack experience to give feedback like JG Jr. and KK could. And if you guys don't know, that's Jeff Gordon, that's Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey, and Kane. Casey Kane. That was a very interesting comment. Actually, yeah,
1: that was a pretty nice. That was a that was a good comment. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, I guess they do lack experience to get feedback, but I feel like at this point, again, Chase's third, fourth year.
1: Yeah, but you know that those three young guys are going to be looking at Jimmy Johnson for knowledge and experience, and they're going to look to him. To see what answers they need whether 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 they ask him directly or or indirectly just they're going to follow his lead Jimmy Johnson has now become the veteran guy on that team whereas like what this guy said he could go and ask Jeff Gordon something you know he can go and ask Casey Kane something these guys that have been around for a while and now it's just Jimmy by himself and he's got to like string these guys along in, in some kind of way if that makes any sense of what I'm trying to say, but, I you get know, it. Yeah, yeah, you know. He's it,
0: Papa Johnson, yeah, like we said I, last yeah, week. exactly, exactly. Okay, I want to read two more comments because I liked our Twitter chat today. We cut it short for this week. We only asked two or three questions. One question we deleted because people were a little outraged about the comparison of Austin Dillon to Dale Earnhardt Sr. Uh, and mm. Tony Stewart. <laughs> hey, those weren't our words. I mean, we just read some comments right. on something else, and we just threw it, it out there. it, right. it was a question. So forgive us, because you guys were a little bit upset. But with that being said, so the last two comments I want to read, this one comes from Keith Marek. That's M-A-R-E-K. Actually, that should be Keith Marek, M-A-R-E-K. Keith writes, Jimmy Johnson is dangerous. It's been two races into 2018. He was running sixth when Stenhouse kamikazed him. So, (laughs) kamikaze (laughs) himself. okay, in front of the field. Atlanta wasn't great. He started off solid, but his car wasn't set up for the conditions. Jimmy and Chad will find their stride. Okay, we'll see if they find their stride. I hope Mm so. I hope so, too. Okay, and the last comment we'll read before we move on to some more NASCAR talk comes from Front Row Kenny. That's at user Front Row Kenny. And we got to have Kenny on the show. Maybe.
1: Yeah, I miss Kenny. We got to get him. Yeah,
0: maybe next week after Vegas. Okay.
1: We can do that.
0: I'll talk to Kenny and see what's up. Kenny writes, like me and it's Renee Garcia says, (laughs) can't even count out Mr. Seven time. I think the same thing happens every year with HMS, as in Hendrick Motors. We worry early in the season. And then by summer, they get it together. I wouldn't worry too much that. The team just needs to dial in with the new car. Well, I mean, we do say this every year. But if we think about last year, it took him a minute to bounce back. Yeah. At some point, you don't always bounce back. And I guess that's kind of where we were going. Can he get right? Yeah. Will he get right? Well, you know,
1: the thing was, is that I think at one point where he, he won a race, then he was feeling good. The crew and the pit, everybody seemed to be on the right page, but like what we talked about just a few minutes ago, his season didn't end the best way either, but he seemed like he got it right, and then it just didn't happen. I mean, that's just the way the season goes, but I mean, whether or not your season goes up or down or whatever, Jimmy Johnson is still Jimmy Johnson. He is the 48, and I wouldn't put anything past that, man.
0: Okay, so Renee, Kenny, Graydon, and everyone else has spoken. Don't count out Jimmy. While we're talking about veterans, because I feel like this is just a veterans episode, mm-hmm. it's been some chatter. We touched on it last week, but it's just kind of building a little bit of momentum where it seems as if the veteran drivers have some type of resentment towards the younger drivers. And I believe it was Jordan from SB Nation who wrote an article about this. Don't quote me. Forgive me, Jordan F. I am putting an article on you that you didn't write, but I'm almost positive that I saw the article on SB Nation. Kyle Busch seems to be leading or spearheading (laughs) this campaign. Why am I not surprised? I don't feel like it's personal against the young drivers. I feel like it's a personal situation between Kyle and NASCAR, where- Kyle feels some type of way about how NASCAR is pushing and promoting the young guys and forgetting about the veteran guys. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, even the King Richard Petty said this in Daytona. We go through this every few years where there's a cycle of new drivers, an influx of younger drivers that come into the sport. But I do have to side with Kyle Busch. You can't forget about your old drivers. Are your veteran drivers, because we said we weren't going to use the word old, old on this right. show. But you can't forget about your veterans. You know? No,
1: that, that's absolutely correct. You're not getting those young drivers without the presence of the veteran drivers. And it's just a, a recurring thing. The same thing happened when Kyle Busch was first coming into the league and, and owning his craft and owning his way and making his own uh, pathway, making his own mark him and his brother. It's an ongoing thing. And I'm going to actually have to agree with you. I'm on Kyle Busch's side with this too. You can't just forget about them like they just don't exist anymore because all of these young drivers are all coming in and just seems like it's they're overtaking the sport, which they are. But you know what? You still got a lot of veteran drivers still out there. Kyle Busch, Kurt Busch, Jimmy Johnson, Kevin Harvick. And I don't know if you could really Throw in Kislowski and Logano because technically they're really young in age, but they seem like they've been there a, a long time to to be considered a veteran, you know. And that that's what's crazy. But uh, whether whether you want to throw in Logano and and kislowski into that is it, it, up to you. In my opinion, I would say that they're at least be considered veteran drivers. But you know, these veteran drivers they they, they deserve the respect of the younger drivers as well.
0: As we establish. I guess that was last week or week before last mm-hmm. after the five year mark you're considered a veteran. So Logano is a veteran. Mm-hmm. Kozlowski is a veteran. When we opened the show with our top ten from Atlanta, one through eight, Kevin Harvick, Brad Kozlowski, Clint Boyer, Denny Hamlin, Truex, Junior, Joey Logano, Kyle Bush, and Kurt Busch, all veterans. They have all been in the game for five plus years. Then mm-hmm. in fact, I feel like Kyle Larson come next year will be considered a veteran. One of the arguments is that the younger drivers will do the marketing and the promo stuff that NASCAR asks them to do. Whereas someone like a Jimmy Johnson or a Kyle Bush or even Brad Keselowski, for that matter, they have a little bit more leeway because they're more established where they can actually right. say, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. So is it that NASCAR is really pushing the young drivers or is it that the veteran drivers don't want to do the marketing and promotion? That the young drivers are doing. right? But then on the flip side, I remember specifically where Kyle Busch, during the Daytona 500 Media Day, he actually talked about not actually being asked to do certain things. Right. Because I think he said he was never asked to do the fantasy commercial.
1: Oh, okay. (laughs) So,
0: and he was a little peed off with that. Who knows? We'll figure it out. I mean, I don't want to say I disagree or agree. I'm kind of in the middle of the road, but right. I'm going to take Kyle Busch's side because I actually like Kyle Busch. So let the hate begin. I like know. Kyle Busch. <laughs> Moving on from that, what's going on in NASCAR? Oh, the pit gun situation. Oh yeah,
1: the pit gun situation. Well, as you guys know and if you watched the race or if you didn't watch the race, you probably now and heard it in the news, uh, NASCAR news, last year they wanted to implement a gun system where everybody would would have the same gun so that nobody could could outdo one another. They implemented a gun for everyone to use. Well, surprisingly, it had problems, and it none more evident than this past weekend in Atlanta. As I mentioned earlier in the podcast at the beginning, even Kevin Harvick's uh, crew uh, had a problem with the gun. Martin Truex Jr. had a big problem with the gun, and I believe there was one other team, and I don't remember who it was that had a problem with it, but uh, Kevin Harvick and uh, Martin Truex Jr. were the, the main ones that had the problems with it. And the fact that Kevin Harvick uh, won that race, with even with those gun issues, is really surprising. But they're going to try to get it together, uh, according to O'Donnell.
0: As yes, Steve it, O'Donnell. Right,
1: Steve O'Donnell. Uh, and he was on Sirius XM uh, NASCAR radio. He did mention that he was uh, disappointed that they did have problems with the gun. They're going to definitely try to do whatever they can to get it corrected. And worked out before Las Vegas comes. So before next weekend in Las Vegas, they're hoping that they can find some kind of way to not have those kind of problems anymore. And not just for Las Vegas. So We're talking through the through the rest of the year. And you know what? Hopefully they get that worked out.
0: It'll be interesting, though, if that causes somebody to lose the race. Yeah, I, I mean, I, exactly. It, was it the Xfinity race or the cup uh, Excuse me, the truck race. It was the truck race where... Kyle Bush lost his tire.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, you, were, were we talking about last year?
0: No, I'm talking about. Oh, well, oh, he the, he did lose a wheel last yeah. year, but on um, Saturday. Oh, okay. He lost a wheel, and I mean, I don't think it was related mm. to the pit gun. But just saying, what if that would have happened? During right, right, right. The
1: because of a cup mouthful. race, yeah.
0: Where there was some issue with the pit gun and yeah. the tire fell off because they didn't put the tire on correctly or something like that. Well,
1: I mean, it, it, it's scary because it, not only do they lose a the race, but more importantly, they, somebody could have gotten really, really injured
0: yeah. by that. That's
1: something that you never want to see in the sport of NASCAR. So hopefully they get that corrected.
0: I know Dale Jr. is probably happy that he's not doing all <laughs> this stuff. I've actually seen a bunch of tweets and Instagram posts from Dale. And Dale just seems like he's enjoying things. But he did chime in on Atlanta and the repavement, because as you guys know, the Atlanta Motor Speedway has not repaved since 1997. And then there were talks about them repaving Mm -hmm. the surface after the race for 2018. Right. Saying all that to say, Dale Jr. from way across the world, because he's Doing the Olympics. Yeah. He chimed in and asked, well, what's up with the repayment? So I thought that was funny, but
1: I think he just wanted to let them know, like, hey, don't forget about me. I may not be racing anymore, but hey, look, I still don't want that repaid. You know what I mean? Just (laughs) just to kind of, you know, keep his two cents in the game.
0: He seems like he's enjoying retirement. He
1: is. Oh my God. You know what? I mean, he was having so much fun at the uh, Winter Olympics there in South Korea. I looked on his Instagram and he is loving it. He loved being out there. He mentioned in an interview that he did that he was so thankful that the only thing he had to worry about was to wondering what he's going to wear to get in the booth and how he's going to look and what he's going to say rather than having to get his mental state in race mode. He said it's a a stressful thing that he's glad that he doesn't have to deal with that much because when it came to Daytona, he was still there at Daytona. He showed up. He signed autographs, did interviews, walked to the garage. The only thing he he didn't do that was different was get ready, put the suit on and get in the car and line up to drive. You know, he went up in the book, but he said he felt great. And I honestly believe him, Tam. I really do.
0: There's something to be said. I mean, Cousin Carl still hasn't come back. I mean, obviously, we know a lot of that has to do with whether or not there's a car available for him. Right. But he never came back. Cousin Carl's gone, Greg Biffle, Biffle. although we did see <laughs> Biffle on the track of the Daytona 500. Yeah, but not in but a car. I feel like Matt Kenseth is probably enjoying yeah. his time with his daughters. Yeah.
1: So- I know he's trying to make the best of that, but I know you would agree with me just as much. I know that even though I know he's he's probably loving spending time with his daughter, but you know there's a big part of him. Matt, let, let's try to find a car and, and I want to get back on the track because you know Matt Kenseth wants to be back on that track.
0: I want him back on the track, but hey, I still want Tony Stewart back on the track. (laughs) Okay, see there you go. It's not gonna happen. With that being said, I think we should. We kind of already talked about the fan comment of the week. I don't know if there's a need to. Well, we can uh, go
1: over it again if you'd like, or if you got if you got something else. I do
0: have something else. I'm going to take another question from a question and answer from our Twitter chat. We proposed this question. Clint Boyer finished P3 at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. And Eric Amarola, quote, almost, unquote, won the Daytona 500. Which Stuart Haas driver will win a race first this season and mm-hmm. why? Hashtag NASCAR Talk. If you ever want to chime in on our Twitter chat, just follow the hashtag NASCAR Talk. I'll just read off a few of the responses to that. Let's hear them. Tiffany, user Tiffany S. Handel, H-A-N-D-E-L-L, she chimed in and said, I honestly see Amarola getting a win real soon. He's shown the talent that he has and how much fire is inside of him to get a win this season. I don't know if I would agree with him showing the fire. I wouldn't say fire. Because see, fire to me is when Austin Dillon- Yes. (laughs) (laughs) When Austin tapped him, he would have got out and he would have did like his owner, Tony Stewart, would have did. Exactly. Although he said Tony (laughs) told him pretty much, paraphrasing to take a deep breath before he talked to the media. Right, right, right. I don't know. Yeah, And you're right. I don't know if I would
1: say fire, but I think he has shown some really good competitive juices that go- that's something that I haven't seen from Eric Amarola in, in in quite some time. And he definitely is driving a little bit different at the, the first two races of the season. So uh, I can almost agree that I could see him winning a race really soon.
0: Okay. NASCAR Daily, Kobe is his name, but his user is NASCAR Daily. He chimed in and said, I think Clint Boyer, he seems determined to get back to victory lane after struggling for so many years. He's finally ready to win with SHR as in storehouse racing. Mm-hmm. Amarola should get at least one victory this season. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the bubble about that comment. We'll see. I mm. think for me, I, I'm a Clint Boyer fan first and foremost. So yep. maybe I'm not the best person to discuss this. I think that it definitely will be Clint Boyer. I'm not quite sure that Eric will get a win this season. I'm not rooting against him. I'm just not 100% convinced.
1: Well, I think if Amarillo doesn't get a win within the first six, seven races of this year, then I don't think that he'll he'll get it. Because then I think all the other drivers that we're, that we're used to seeing win a race are just going to end up doing that. And he's just going to be on the outside looking in. I hate to say that he's not going to win a race because it makes it seem like I'm bashing him and I'm not bashing him, Tim. And I don't want anybody to ever t- take it that way. It's just that if it comes down to the question itself, I could see Clint Boyer actually being the one to win a race before any of the other guys. I mean, like this year, I got a, I got a feeling that we're going to see some drivers that we're not used to seeing win whether it's uh, younger drivers and veteran drivers. And I can see Clint Boyer winning a race this year. If for Emerola, if it doesn't happen between, w- within the first six to seven races, I just don't see it happening this year.
0: I feel like everybody on the Stuart Haas team is capable of winning. Yes. But I also feel like there's so much competition because let's face it, some of these young guys are good and their time Is coming to win a race. Everybody can win a race. Right. So, again, not discounting Eric Amarola because I feel like we talked about him last week. So, there's no disrespect because we like the guy. I just feel like what I've seen so far, he is in good equipment. I just want to see more attitude. Yeah. Because even when he was on the show when we had the rain delay, he was on Fox with DW and Jeff Gordon. And he's just so calm. Yeah, that, that's kind of always was my issue with Casey Kane, to be honest. Well, too. it's like, almost like I want to see some. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but you know what? It's like it's like you said, you know, Tony Stewart just said, hey, you know, Eric, you know, before you do an interview, just just take a deep breath, you know, not a nap, you know, because it seems like he's he's too calm. It's like, no, man, like, you know what? Don't take a breath now. I want to see Eric Amarola like right after a race before he's even able to take a breath because I want to see a little bit of that fire of what Tiffany was talking about earlier. I want to see that fire. And if he does come out with that fire, if he does end up showing that kind of an emotion, then I, you know what? Then I can see him winning a race.
0: I know, speaking of calmness, and I'm about to paraphrase this because I forgot the exact words, but DW, as in Daryl Waltrip, Live on the air had made some comment about Ryan Blaney having his voice reminded him of a dial tone or something. <laughs> it, I liked Daryl Waltrip, but I didn't understand that comment. And although the comment was on Sunday, it continued and spilled over to Monday because NASCARism, he chimed in and then Bubba chimed in and was like, it was the funniest, funniest insult ever. And then he said, that's messed up, but damn, I'm cracking up, (laughs) you know, and and nobody understood what he was saying. Like, okay, so you don't like him or you do like him?
1: What exactly did that
0: mean? (laughs) Yeah, so DW chimed in and tried to explain himself and said, when I hear Ryan Blaney speak, he has a monotone voice. I love it. It's who he is. And I forgot that. Cell phones don't have tones. <laughs> it was supposed to be funny. <laughs> Wait, do cell phones not have tones? No, you Did don't. Did I just tell my age? No, I mean, it's just something you don't think about.
1: Well, you know what, for a split second, I went, well, no, they don't. Because, you know, normally you, you, uh, you, you turn on the phone with your finger or whatever your, your code or m- most cell phones now, are, they have codes. You turn it on and then you start dialing the number. Okay. And then You you hit call and it and it starts ringing. There is no dial tone. No, it does tone. have
0: a dial tone. No, it does not. Let me tell you when you get a dial tone when you're on the three way and the other person hangs up, it goes. Duh, oh, duh, duh,
1: duh, duh, duh. Okay. I'm reaching. I don't. Well, I don't have. I don't have a three way. So. Everybody
0: has three way. Oh, really? Man. How? You, when you on? Oh, well, not three way. Call that. waiting.
1: <laughs> oh, I have a call waiting. Yeah.
0: Does oh, they even it just use goes, the term call it, waiting.
1: It, well, mine mine doesn't <laughs> go that that that. Th- mine just goes boop. It, it does a beep. And then I'm making sound effects. like I <laughs>
0: Clearly, I don't know what I'm talking about. And I'm always... Well, you know what? I don't talk on the phone as much as you would think. Well, if anybody out there has
1: a cell phone that has a dial tone, please call us and let us hear it. I'd love to hear that.
0: Okay. So moving on to <laughs> Las Vegas. Vegas.
1: My favorite place.
0: But guess what? Renee won't be at the race. I will be at the race, but won't Renee be won't be, the be there.
1: I, and that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be at the race because I'm going to be in one of the casinos gambling. Yeah. Or doing a show. I, I wish that I could be in Vegas because I would go to the race and I would go to the casino and maybe gamble a little bit. And hopefully I would uh, try to get on a show. However, I'm actually going to be doing a show here in L.A. And uh, another reason I can't go. However, we are in Las Vegas. And obviously this is the time where we do my favorite part of the podcast. And it's the predictions part.
0: It's time for Tam and Renee's Race Predictions. Okay, so, it's time for our predictions, Rene. Yes. Who you got?
1: I'm going to go with a younger driver. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, on a, a, a Hamlin could have won that that Daytona. Eric Amarola could have won that Daytona. And and it just didn't happen. And Austin Dillon won that just because of the circumstances that happened. i not taking that away from him. I'm congratulating him again. Hamlin was having a good race again. Uh, obviously, Harvick won uh, won the race uh, last last week. But this week, I am going to go with a younger driver. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And this is probably going to shock mostly everybody. I know it's going to shock Tam as soon as it comes out of my mouth. But I'm going to gamble here because that is what you do when you're in Vegas. And I'm going to put my money. Calling it now. Chase Elliott gets his first win of his career and he gets... His first win of the season because it's possible because I see this kid winning multiple races this year and I'm rooting for him. I'm in his corner. I'm in your back seat, Chase. Not literally, but I'm in your back seat rooting you on. I'm not back seat, you know, driving for you, but I am rooting for you, man. And I want you to win that race this Sunday. That is my pick, Tim. I'm sticking with it. The number nine, Chase Elliott, takes the checkered flag home this weekend.
0: Okay. Now, for your history lesson, <laughs> I always give you guys the past 10 winners at the track. So here it is for Las Vegas. Past 10 winners include, in 2017, Martin Truex Jr., 2016, Brad Keselowski, 2015, Kevin Harvick, 2014, Kiss as in bad Brad Keselowski, 2013, Matt Kinzett 2012, Tony Stewart, 2011, Carl Edwards, 2010, Jimmy Johnson, 2009, Carl Edwards, and 2008 was Jimmy Johnson again. Some notable patterns. Jimmy Johnson is a four time winner in Las Vegas, and Matt Kenseth, although he's not racing, I just feel compelled to say his name. Matt Kenseth is a three time winner in Las Vegas. Here's a little fact for you Kyle Bush, the hometown, I guess he's the hometown favorite. now yeah. Although people may be mad at him for what he did last year, because I was right there. When he, well, Joy said he didn't connect when he threw that punch. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. What I saw was that he connected, yeah. but it didn't make a difference because Kyle was the one who came up bloody because Joy's team, they kind of got yeah. to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: So Kyle Bush has won a cup race and an Xfinity race in Las Vegas. Oddly, he has not won a truck race, and we know he wins a lot of truck races. Kurt. As in his big brother, Kurt Bush has not won a race in Las Vegas. On that note, because I feel like Kurt is on the brink of crossing the finish line and getting the checker flag. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Kurt Bush for his first win in his hometown, home city. Can you say home city? Yeah, you can say that. In his city, Las Vegas. Viva!
1: Las Vegas.
0: Vegas. Okay, so I like that
1: pick, Tam. I do. I really like that pick. I like it too. Now, now that would be considered a dark horse. Remember, like how we used to talk about last. Oh, year. Oh, we're Remember not gonna what?
0: bring up the dark horse thing because. But
1: but but, but, but you know what we could do, Tam, and and I just thought about this. Pick? <laughs> we could do alternative. We could if our pick is a younger driver, we could, pick, driver, we could pick. Well, if a oh, veteran so we can, driver. Okay, so if
0: we pick a veteran we can pick an alternative younger driver. Right, 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 Well, see, in this instance, I want to go with Jimmy Johnson, but since I need to pick a younger driver, I'm going to go with Kyle Larson.
1: Oh, okay. So I'm going to go with Kurt
0: Busch as my veteran and Kyle Larson as my young buck.
1: Okay. Uh, Since I went with a young buck with Chase Elliott, my veteran driver, if I see a veteran driver winning this race, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to probably go with Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin has looked good in these last yeah, two races. Yeah, that's a good pick. He has looked name. really, really good in these last two races. I, I've got my eye on Denny Hamlin, and I like what what him and his crew have, have been doing these last two races. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to go with with Denny Hamlin. And if you guys have a pick, a young buck pick, and a veteran pick that you'd like to uh, let us know about, hit us up on our social media across the board. It's at Turns No Breaks. Again, at Turns No Breaks on our Twitter on our Instagram, and you can follow us on Facebook. And please go to our website, www.allturnsnobreaks. And uh please, we got a lot of good things on our website. Tam, make sure that she keeps that updated as much as she can. You want to find us, and it's not iTunes anymore, you can find us on Apple Music is what it's you now. You
0: say Apple Music every week, Renee, but it's, it's a- Apple Podcasts.
1: Podcast. That's right. Okay, so find us on a- Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Google Play, Stitcher. And what's the other one that we have?
0: Wherever podcasts are available, we're there. (laughs) There you go.
1: And please, if you know anybody else that loves NASCAR just as much as you do, just as much as we do, turn them on to our podcast. We thank you guys each and every week for listening to us. And for our old listeners, thank you. And we always appreciate your support. Hit us up with your picks. And any of you new listeners coming in, thank you for your support as well. And for Tam, myself, be kind to each other. And we will see you here next
0: week. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in with Tam and Renee.